The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my mind. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I'm your host, Kim Theo Double G. And the man behind the sound effects is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. What's up, everybody? And it's just the two of us tonight. Tag team, back again. Tag team. At RoddyCat on Twitter and at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter are preoccupied at the moment, so we'll check back in with them next week. There you go. See, the ladies are cheering because they are anticipating their return next week. So with that, we want to remind you that you can go to theclicknation.com where you can find previous episodes of the Comic Book Chronicles and Comic Book News. There you'll find links to our social media accounts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. And we are also a part of the Colts of the Podcast Network. Go to cspn.us. Do it today. Do it today. And while you're there, make sure to buy some Comic Book Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us. Remember, we record live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can watch weekly by going to theclicknation.com forward slash live. And if you're talking comic books on social media, make sure to use the hashtags Comic Chronicles and CB Cron to join in the conversation. And the issue or comic we're going to start with this week is the end of Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw's Thanos number 18. Yes, it is the final episode of the final story arc, which is entitled Thanos Wins. And a Thanos wins. That's it's right. It's a matter of which one is it. Because we have two. Right, right. So as Tim was just mentioning, we have two in this because if you haven't been following along, you really should. You really should go back now that the story arc is finished and reread this. This is definitely going to be in a collection. We highly recommend this series, especially the last few uh, story arcs, um, because uh, there's a reason why we're dealing with two, uh, two versions of Thanos. One is arguably the present tense and one is a future tense. And... We've gotten a lot of death and destruction throughout the series as the two Thanos has teamed up to take on the Fallen, also known as the Silver Surfer, also known as the future God of Thunder. Right. It was. For such a short time, but yes. And we had the dog, pet Hulk, and the cosmic Ghost Rider. Right. 
but all of them are no more, and all that remains on the charred remains of Earth are our Thanoses and Lady Death, who has come to greet them. Right. But she keeps her distance because there's one more deed that remains to be done, and that is for young Thanos to kill his future self. Right. So future self can then be with death because that's the only way to get with death. <laughs> exactly. That's one of those things that uh, Thanos, I guess, during the, uh, during, uh, you know, the, our previous storylines, our previous encounters with him and his infatuation with death just didn't quite get. Yeah. So Thanos has become uh, a softy in his later years and he tries to impart some words of wisdom to his younger self, but he's not trying to hear all that. He's not having it. And then, of course, they fight. But young Thanos uh, stops short of killing his future self, King Thanos. Right. Once he starts begging to be killed, using the word please, but kings do not beg. Right. It's very much in the line, in the in the vein of, um, uh, uh, I think it was the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. I don't know how familiar you are with that. I know I've talked about it on the show. But um, it reminds me of... Um, Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn in that in that in that story, where where Norman's always like, I never apologize, you know, and you know he sees it as a sign of weakness, and that's something that is you know echoed here in this story where elder you know future Ten Thanos is uh, is uh, you know gotten soft as as Tim alluded to, and uh, uh, you know the uh, our, our our present Ten Thanos is all like, nah, that's you know I never apologize, I'll never bring myself down to do that. Um, I wanted to mention very quickly what struck me in this uh, issue was some of the, and, and obviously they're not going to have death speak, but some of the facial expressions that Jeff Shaw gives her made me actually laugh out loud or giggle. You know, I just sort of like snickered and just like, oh my God. That's it was a- one of them when Thanos realized what he had to do and she like does the like, you know, you got on the nose. Yes. Yes, and also where she's literally giggling herself, and she's like covering her her, her her mouth like this. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah, so uh, Thanos is determined to go back to his uh, time period using the uh, time stone and the energies of the Galactus Herald to go back and prevent himself from ever growing up to be the uh, pleading mess that he's become. Right. Which actually ends up happening and the future timeline is erased and all that's left is darkness and death. And that's why any story, whether in the real world or in the Marvel universe ends with death. Right. Even Thanos wins. Exactly. Exactly. This was a very, uh, you know, it was a very fitting end to this story. Very, very fitting. And, um, we also benefit from, um, uh, uh, an exit, letter an exit um uh um, blurb from uh, donny cates and he teases in the exit uh letter that uh you know basically where this is all leading to this is all leading into the summer event infinity wars so um you know this is definitely a good jumping on point if you're interested in you know trying to figure out where thanos is coming from um uh, as we come up on that uh, summer event yeah so stay tuned for that and he 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 teased some, another project coming up. I know he said that. I know Kate said that this was always the planned ending for the series, but maybe not. Well, maybe it was just the Thanos annual, maybe because in two weeks there's going to be a Thanos annual, and uh, apparently they're going to, uh, you know, 
they're going to explore the uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, a.k.a. Spoiler Alert. Um, a.k.a. the long dead but crazy um, cosmic-powered uh, Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the miniseries for the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Right. All right. Uh, let's see what else do we want to jump to. We were talking about Captain America seven hundred before the show, right? And I, you know, and, and as a resident Cap fan on the show, I'm a sucker for, uh, you know, for uh, for for some uh, sentimental uh, storylines involving Captain America, and, and Wade seems to be pretty good at them. You know, I uh, I harken back to the um, uh, the original Wade Garney run on Captain America before Heroes reborn and then in heroes return uh wade and garney also had a um, a nice little run on captain america and then i believe the title the spin-off title was captain america sentinel of liberty but i could be wrong my memory may be failing me um this issue is awesome it's issue number 700 it's one of those anniversary issues um it's a potential click of the week for me um i have to tell you that sam Nee's cap art really hasn't felt you know that dynamic to me it, it felt a little sometimes misplaced um, but I felt like he really hit a stride at, unfortunately, right at the end of his work on Cap. Um, and, you know, it definitely had a lot of uh, action and, uh, you know, just uh, 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 characterization was, was, was rich in his, um, in his artwork um, in this issue. Um, you know, I got a little misty-eyed reading this, I got to admit, because there's a couple of, you know, you know if, you're, if, you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for something to inspire you, you know, there's a there's actually a line in here where Cap says something, and um, Bruce Banner, who's uh you know I guess no longer able to turn into the Hulk at this point um, in this story, um, basically says that's like the least Cap-like thing I've ever heard him say or heard you say, and you know referring to Cap, and uh, you know we go from that to probably the most Cap thing you'd ever hear uh, him say, and it's pretty um, it's pretty rousing. It's pretty stirring um you know if, if you thought uh his little off the top uh speech in uh, winter soldier was good this one's pretty good too and it's you know it's nice and short and sweet um you know got a little misty i gotta can't lie um you know wade's got a knack for that i don't want to spoil too much you know i'm kind of skirting on the edges because uh you know tim dog uh may read this at some point but um you know, definitely this is a candidate for click of the week for me. This is the uh, wrap up to this um, future tense, you know, this future story that Cap has been um, uh, thrown into. And uh, and we were just discussing that there are two issues left before this title is relaunched with uh, uh, the uh, the other uh, Marvel books that are coming in um, first start. All right. I will pick an issue. I have slightly lo- less than you do, but uh, X-Men Blue number 25. Sure. So this is continuing the story of the original five X-Men are still in space after their Poison X crossover with Venom. And back on Earth, Magneto has been dealing with the Mother Vine uh, threat from Havoc, White Queen, Bastion, and Miss Sinister. And slowly but surely, a group of mutants have been coming together to take the place of the original five uh, counting uh, with Jimmy Hudson and Bloodstorm who are, were already members of the X-Men blue team part of it, along with Polaris who was a supporting character. Hmm. But we also have Dakin Wolverine's son or Dakin 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 and uh, gazing nightshade from the Raksha 
who appeared in some earlier issues of X-Men Blue. Hmm. But uh, so Magneto meets with the villains one last time to try to convince them that, uh, you know, for mutants to be the dominant species, Mother Vine isn't the way to go, but they're determined to continue ahead with it anyway. A fight breaks out and uh, Emma Frost uses her powers to jumpstart Havoc's abilities, his energy blast. So, and it looks like they're getting the best of Magneto. So he has to resort to using uh, mutant growth hormone to give him a, a slight advantage, which allows him enough time to escape. So it's kind of interesting, you know, he, even though he, he'd rather not use the mutant growth hormone or the MGH, but he knows it's at least safer than Mother Vine, which can have some uh, negative reactions with the body. And so basically the issue ends with the new team and some new blue duds uh, ready to take the fight to the mother vine who have launched uh, missiles across the world to sort of blanket the globe with uh, the mother vine virus. And there's like a 60% chance of units that come in contact with it will, I guess, uh, exhibit new powers. So. Wow, I am so lost when it comes to this. <laughs> And like everything you were just rattling off, I was like, oh my God, what is that? And who's on what side now? And oh my goodness gracious. It's been slowly building over time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, are, are, are you done with, with your review yeah. of Blue for 25? So I'm going to use this to kind of roll into X-Men Red number three, because one thing that I noticed is that, you know, especially, you know, being a longtime X-Men fan, what I used to have to do is, you know, kind of, uh, be choosy because i just didn't want to buy you know multiple x titles when i was younger right get a little older you know work at a comic book store all of a sudden you've got a discount and you're picking up all the x-men books that there are you know now i'm sort of uh, now i'm sort of trying to uh um you know uh narrow it down because i just simply don't have the time to read these things so x-men blue has never really interested me when it comes because of the you know because of it being centered around the uh the time tossed uh, original x-men but uh X-Men Gold is always sort of was always supposed to be, uh, you know, like the haven for uh, uh, fans who just want to have, you know, straight up uh, X-Men stories, um, you know, set in a modern time. But I think that if you're looking for that, you should switch to X-Men Red because this book um, was a good read. Um, The story through three issues reads far better than anything that I've read in gold to this point. And just as a quick recap, because it's basically the same story kind of um, arcing over the first three issues is that the Jean Grey X-Men team, um, they've been wrongly accused of murder and they're now in political exile. And uh, they're on a rescue and recruitment mission. In the mean, and meanwhile, Cassandra Nova is back and she's putting uh, an evil plan into action. So without spoiling too much, that's basically what's going on. Um, I think that it benefits from being, you know, the, the only the third issue of the opening arc. But at the same time, I remember being fairly confused or just not happy with the X-Men Gold book, you know, three or four issues in. So I think if you're looking for a good X-Men read, uh, I would recommend switching over to Red when you get a chance. Yeah, Red so far has been uh, interesting. I haven't gotten the chance to check this issue out yet, but I'll be binging this weekend. Sure. And I enjoy the art by Mahmoud Azrar. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the team has got a nice mix of characters on it. Uh, we both read Avengers 688. Oh, okay. Um, so I have to say, the later we get in this no surrender, the more I'm entertained. You know, all the secrets are gone. 
So, you know, it's been a lot of fun to read. Uh, Quicksilver's arc in the story is, is, is front and center as uh, he's on a quest to unlock the, uh, the stasis that uh, uh, so many of the heroes are in, and even villains are in, to try to level the playing field against uh, the challenger who takes on a new codename in this issue. And I got to say that um, that new codename, I'm going to ring the spoiler bell. Is that all right, Tim? Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because... Because the Challenger's new codename evokes so many things. It evoked Transformers, evoked old school hip hop to me because, because the, the, the code name that he chooses is Grandmaster Prime. Not I'm, very creative. I'm like, yo, is Flash gonna come in here with the you know like, the Furious Five? Is he gonna have a Furious Five? He had the Lethal Legion. So what happened to them anyway? They all died, or they're all like on the periphery, I think, because the, uh, the competition ended. You know, like the uh, the pyramids being claimed. Yeah. So they're they're somewhere out there. I think there's still what a few more issues left in this, so we'll find out where everyone is. Yeah, it's like two or three more. Yeah, but uh, it's entertaining. I have to say that this issue was definitely entertaining, and um, you know, it has it feels like uh, because it's a weekly uh, it's a weekly thing. Um, or by is it weekly or biweekly? Weekly, yeah. See, because of it being a weekly thing, uh, I'm not all that familiar with that pacing. Um, I, I did not read uh, New Fifty Two, you know, the Fifty Two Week thing mm-hmm. put out. So I'm not used to this particular style of reading where there's something new happening every week, and there's a you know a good amount of padding, but at the same time they're also jamming in a lot of story. So um, it's proven to be a little bit hard to unpack. But now that we're nearly at the end, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Um, I like seeing uh, was it Stefano Caselli did at least finish the issue off on art. Um, I do like that they're introducing more of the frozen heroes back mm-hmm. uh, with Quicksilver seemingly sacrificing himself to bring them back. All right, the keyword there seemingly, and we also had Sunspot declaring himself the strongest was it strongest mutant on the planet. Is that what he says? I know what's funny about that is uh yeah, strongest mutant on earth. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Wait, wasn't he suffering from the legacy virus? Yes. I don't really know what happened with that. That's the article that Tim Dog98 was uh, uh, wrote that I that I read this week. It was a it was a we'll get to that in the news, I think maybe. It was a Colossus <laughs> legacy virus theory. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, that's some inside baseball there, folks. We were discussing this right before we started. <laughs> that's the that's what you. Uh, that's what I read. That's what I couldn't remember. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure how we've gotten to to uh, you know not reading U.S. Avengers or New Avengers that closely. I don't know where Sunspot is power wise because they had made a point of having him. Uh, not use his powers because you know they would be harmful to him. So the use of them would be harmful to him. So um, we've basically seen him running around, you know, exercising his wit and his money as the owner of AIM. So uh, it's 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 interesting to see. I guess at some point they'll explain what's going on with this because if you know, just to refresh everyone's memory, Sunspot's basically like a solar battery. He's you know like a a a, a, a version of uh, Superman to that extent. So, but not to that, you know, power level and not with that diverse power set. So, um, you know, basically super strong, not quite invulnerable. My understanding is that he was always 
rather vulnerable when he was powered up. So um, uh, it's interesting to see where they're taking him in the evolution of his powers. That's that. Anything more on uh, 688? No, not that I can think of. All right. Yeah, so I might be in rapid fire now. All right. So um, what is... Oh, wait. We both did uh, Red Champions. Oh, there you go. Champions 19. New yes. story arc, new creative team. Yeah. So what do you think of the new start? So far, so good. I, I liked it. I liked it. It was... Trying to have Riri be sort of the outcast who all she cares about is her... For science, you know what? It made sense in the in the. It made sense because she technically is the newest member of the team. So you know there would be some uh, uh, some greater familiarity between the other between the other team members. So you know having her kind of be like you know slow to warm up made perfect sense. And it seems like there's a lot of overload when it comes to um, uh, scientific minds. I guess the you know uh, some of the more uh, classic Avengers lineups really only had maybe one or two big brains. You know, mm-hmm. come up with the the science and the tech uh, solutions. You know, this team is loaded with them. They've got not, they've got the new Wasp. They've got Ironheart. They've got Amadeus. Got some got some smart young uh, thriving Marvel heroes. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, be around for a while. Yes, I hope so too. I hope so too. I hope they can. I hope they can really um, keep this uh, energy going and and make this you know the Marvel equivalent of uh, Teen Titans. I do like the. Um... The new artist who is it Sean Isaacs or something like that. I forget how you pronounce his not sure how you pronounce his last name. But huh. um Yeah, it might be Isaacs. Isaacsy? Isaacs? Yeah. yeah. So he did a couple of issues of, of Jim Zub's um Uncanny Avengers and they also worked together in the independent circuit, I believe. Ah. Yeah, his art is solid. So very stuff. Yeah. And that's the last thing we both read. Alrighty. So uh, let me jump to, um, there's not much left. We actually, you know, we've covered most of the books. Um, the, all I've got left is Exiles number one. Um, I have to tell you that I, I picked this up um, in physical form, and I read this because it's written by Saladin Ahmed, the writer of Black Bolt. Um, got to say that I hardly read any previous incarnations of the Exiles, but prior knowledge is necessary because uh, Saladin Ahmed sets up a mission for Blink, and fills us in on some of her previous experience as an exile. So it's actually a pretty easy to pick up um, story for a brand new reader. It's a number one, does its job as a number one issue, sets up the premise and gets you moving in the right direction. So um, if you're even, you know, casually interested in time travel and some of the crazy things that can happen um, or dimension hopping is probably a little bit more um uh, a little bit more uh, proper, at least with the Exiles, but in this case, it's a little bit more time travel. Um, pick this up. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a good place to jump on. And I uh, I read a, first, a few of the opening pages of Exiles, but I got to finish it, and I kind of skimmed Domino number one, but I will say I enjoyed David Baldion's art on it, and the writing was nice and witty. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth between Domino and I think it's Outlaw is her buddy that yeah. she hangs out with. <laughs> you got me. Um, but and it's also a birthday party for Domino at near the end of the issue, which it turns into a star-studded affair. Okay. A couple of ex-boyfriends show up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to be a fun book. So. All right. I have to try to catch up on that one. I'm binge reading this weekend. Yeah, I am too, because as you see, we didn't read any DC. I was going to mention. I read Detective, but 
Um, they're doing stuff with the OMAC, I guess. Uh, the general. So yeah, Detective Comets. I forget. Detective, let's see, Detective Nine Seventy Eight. Uh, Ulysses Armstrong, I think his name is, or Hadrian. Ulysses Armstrong, I think his last name is. He basically finally turns into, uh, or he finally takes on the general moniker, and he's unleashed uh, OMAC on the colony soldiers, so taking over their suits, and Batman meets with Batwoman and his uncle to sort of hash out their differences before, uh, until they're attacked also by OMAC. There you go. So we didn't even have to do rapid fire. We just covered the books we read. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I didn't get I didn't get to any DC this week. Um there's a DC I wanted, I wanted to read Immortal Man, but I did. I did open that up. I did not have a chance to read it today. I, that I thanks for reminding me of that that was on my list of things to read. So hopefully I can catch up on that. Yeah. Alrighty, so uh we are heading into clicks of the week. Uh, I'm gonna give you mine right away. Um, mine, I, you know what? I love Thanos, but I'm a sap. I'm sentimental. I kind of needed a good, uh, 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 inspiring story. Uh, yesterday and today, it's been a, you know, uh, you know, it's been tough sledding. Um, needed it, got it from Captain America number seven hundred. That is my click of the week for this week. Okay. Uh, Doug and myself are going with Thanos eighteen. Gotcha. And Radikhead, I don't think, gave us his. So, Right. I think he's a bit behind on reading this week, so hopefully he'll be able to fill that in going forward. So uh, before we transition into the news, we'll do our first ad read of the night. Our first ad read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From rosé to cabernet to day, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. Time for the cinematic news. Cinematic news. <laughs> Scarlet Witch actor doesn't want a solo movie. Uh, that might be wise. I'm not 100% sure the Scarlet Witch could support a solo movie. Yeah. Who's asking for that? <laughs> I guess that's just, you know, some reporters trying to start something. Yeah. You always ask things during the media junkets. Yeah, so. the, yeah because they're all they're, they're touring the world right now ahead of Infinity War. Black Panther passing Titanic, now third highest grossing film in the U.S., Nice. And Black Panther sets May Blu-ray release date. Yes. Doesn't it feel like it was just yesterday we were watching this in the theaters? I saw someone say that it leaves theaters next week, I think. But hmm. I'm sure that like depends on where, what theater it is. Right. 
Right, right. I was going to say there's probably some theaters that play, you know, like the, the, the dollar theater or the five dollar theaters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense that it would leave next week in anticipate, you know, ahead of Infinity War. Yeah, because that'll be my birthday is actually next Friday. Oh, so it comes out the week after. Yep. We'll probably be on movie protocol. Yeah. Because that's when my ticket is Thursday night. So, yeah, we probably won't have an episode two Thursdays from now. Yeah, we'll probably, you know, unless we, you know, we'll have to discuss whether or not we'll switch it to Friday and see how that goes. So, you know, stay tuned, folks. Uh, Sebastian Stan hopes Winter Soldier will, will appear in Black Widow movie. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is that, that you know, that, that, that shows a little bit of familiarity, at least with the source material. Yep. Clark Grant teases Coulson Fury reunion with Captain Marvel's set photo. Yeah, we knew this was coming, but it's nice to see uh, Clark Grant playing to uh, playing to the masses there. And I actually never uh, looked at that photo, so I'm going to do that while I keep reading. Go ahead. It's pretty cool. Star Trek Discovery cast in humans, Anson Mount in key role. Well, he'll get to talk, so he might be better <laughs> in this role. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, Arrow, Colton Hayes' Arsenal will return as Season 7 series regular. Oh, uh-huh. you got me. Because Thea left, so he's coming back. Ah, gotcha. Arrow showrunner knows why you don't like Oliver's new team. Okay. Apparently, fans are uh, anti the new the new new folks. Mister, was it Mister Terrific and Wild Dog and the new? Uh, I was gonna say Banshee, Black was it uh, Canary? I guess. Mm. Yeah, Black Canary. Nicholas Cage thinks he'd make a great Joker. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Don't rush through this. You got to give me a chance to, uh, to, to to comment on this sound effect style. Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Okay, and then there's... Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm still looking because I am not happy when Nicholas Cage tries to insert himself into uh, stuff that we might actually like. Um... Goodness gracious! I'm looking for like the, the 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 really you know the the oh man I can't believe I can't find um some of the some of my favorites because uh, boo I guess hey, boo! Boo! you know and then there's no! and last but not least <laughs> so if that doesn't get the message across Nicholas Cage I don't know what will so sad. <laughs> Uh, Batgirl movie back on now with Bumblebee writer. No kidding. All right. Well, you know, go for it, man. Uh, Black Lightning just dropped another major Cobra tease. I gotta admit, I have been I've fallen far, far behind on the show. Are you up on it? Um, one episode behind. Okay. Start catching up uh, last night actually. Gotcha. I've got to uh, set this up on the CW app. I think I can I can stream this. But a show I am behind on is The Flash. Hmm. And it offers vibe and interest and opportunity and a new code name. What? Uh, Gypsy's dad. I've read about it. Gypsy's dad offers him the breacher title and job because he's going to retire because his powers are uh, decreasing since he's getting older. Breacher? Yep. Like, you know, just when you think all the good names are gone, right? (laughs) And first Titan set photos of Starfire Dick Grayson surface. Are you have any feelings on this? I saw that um, Anna Diop posted an Instagram message today uh, talking about, I guess, some of the comments she's gotten about the photo and saying, you know, 
basically she's gotten rude comments and you know people she wished that a photo like that hadn't gone out because you know it's 15 degrees uh you know she's just trying to stay warm and of course it's not without the photo isn't without any of the cgi or any of the special effects makeup that's going to go into it so you know people are taking it the wrong way on face value yeah yeah you know, it won't be what we see. Um, I like the I, I like the uh, the general tone of the costuming. You know, they, it looks like they they definitely have um, uh, ideas in mind to you know to to homage uh, color schemes from previous incarnations of these characters. So uh, that I liked. Um, I'm willing to give it, like you said, uh, time to have the CGI applied and more makeup applied, so that we can see you know what what the final product's going to be. Gotham mm-hmm. City Sirens movie may have quietly become Birds of Prey again. Okay. Preacher book season three debut date. Chuck McCann, comic actor and popular kids TV host, dies at eighty three. Rest in peace. A good, you know, one of the uh, classic voices of uh, Benjamin Jacob Grimm. Marvel's Jessica Jones renewed for season three. Not a surprise. Even though the second season was kind of lackluster, we didn't have uh, enough of uh, support to do uh, uh, a treasury edition just for uh, Jessica Jones. So, you know, I haven't watched it. So, yeah. Amazon shows off its updated take on the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle in a new trailer. I haven't seen it. Oh, and here's the article. DC's Titan at Titan's actress responds to Starfire backlash and hate speech. Mm. And in comic book news, comic book news, images of flame toys, IDW non transforming Optimus prime prototype. Okay. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Right. Thanos's infinity gauntlet is revealed in all its glory. Thanks to hot toys, new replica. <laughs> That's always good. You know, the, all those Infinity Gauntlet toys are proving to be very popular. Uh, at C2E2 a couple weekends ago, Marvel announced updates and additions to its slate of podcasts. Yes, they're becoming more diverse um, in their offerings of podcasts. I don't know if you've been keeping up with any of the, the newer podcasts. They did relaunch um, the Women of Marvel. It's pretty good. Um, they had a couple of cool uh, uh, episodes recently. Okay. Uh, Alvaro returns... Two comics. Two comics in July. All right. Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, Valiant Entertainment as Joe Illage as executive editor. Yeah, real um, quick. Yeah, exactly. Formerly of Lion Forge. Yeah, former senior editor at Lion Forge. I saw announcements over the C2E2 weekend. Um, I saw, I forget who, who the person was that was named in his position. So I was like, huh, that's weird. But then, like, the following couple days later, it came out that he was moving to Valiant. So good for him. Right. Uh, thankfully, uh, Roddy Cat organizes so that the two, you know, these two stories are, are coming back to back. The reorganization and uh, and and, and um, uh, reorganizing of um, the editorial team at Lion Forge in the wake of Joe Illich going to uh, Valiant. Uh, just real quick, Joe Illich is actually local to me here in Brooklyn, so um, you know, hopefully, when I, you know, if I run into him, I'm going to ask him, you know, what prompted the move. But it's kind of, I was kind of uh, worried that uh, Lion Forge would be, uh, you know, directionless. But I'm glad to see that uh, they came out right away with a new editorial team. Yes, sir. And so, yes, my uh, Lion Forge has a new Catalyst Prime editorial team. Johns and Fabek to explore DC Rebirth Three Joker's mystery. Yeah, DC. I totally forgot that was a thing. Mm-hmm. DC's Catwoman stars a new monthly series from Joelle Jones. Uh, Mr. Miracle number nine pushed back a month. Boo! What's the reason? Oh, no reason. Hmm. Probably more, you know, give to 
Gerard more time, I assume. Probably. Black Panthers, Dora Milaje meet the X-Men in second Wakanda Forever issue. Stan Lee needs a hero. Elder abuse claims and a battle over the aging Marvel creator. I haven't really kept up with this too much, so we don't have much to say about this other than I saw one of the videos at the con, I think it was it last weekend that he attended where he's signing uh, posters or whatever. And it's just kind of like, he's like in a like a zombie, just kind of like sitting there scribbling his name on things. Have you, have you ever, have you been online to meet Stan Lee at all? No, just because I refuse to stand in line to meet anyone. <laughs> well, you know, in my humble opinion, uh, uh, Stanley's worth it, and I did it. And I, I, I know I definitely recounted that story here on the show when I did it at a New York Comic Con a few years back. And I spent the money, it was a pretty penny, um, to get my uh, copy of the Heroes Tribute Book, the 9 11 Tribute Book, signed by Stan Lee. And uh, I can tell you that um, his condition has deteriorated since then. Um, he does not look as healthy. And, um, you know, even then, you know, you could tell, you know, he was tired, but he was still, you know, responsive. I said to him, you know, I, I thanked him for working on the book and I said, Excelsior. And he looked up and smiled. And I was like, I was just like, you know, like floating, um, for the next couple of minutes because that was Stan Lee. Um, it's, um, you know, it's tremendously sad that, uh, there's any sort of drama surrounding him as he gets old, you know, like gets, gets to the point where he really shouldn't be making any more public appearances other than uh, uh, Marvel cameos. Cool. And yeah, I was about to say related to this, uh, Stanley denies elder abuse reports and threatens legal action in a new video saying he's going to sue the pants off these people or something. So he's buying back. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, it, it's, it's alleged that possibly his daughter and some other people are manipulating him into making this video. Um, and Kevin Smith has come out and said that uh, Stan Lee is welcome to live with him. Snoogans. Why not? There's a rumor that CBS bought comicbook.com. I think that's the truth now because I think it's confirmed. Yeah, I was going to say the, the who, who is it? Who is uh, reverse lookup? Mm-hmm. Uh, DC announces beach themed villain anthology by Dini Bermejo Beckamore. Okay. <laughs> And all the so- all the solo a Star Wars story toys available at midnight tonight. Oh wow! They're gonna release the solo toys tonight, but where? They're not going into Toys R Us. Apparently, Ugh. I mean, there was a new solo trailer to, uh, this week. Ah, unreal. So, where are people gonna go for their toys nowadays? Just Walmart, Target. Where do people go for toys? Yeah, Walmart and Target, I guess. So, anyway. So uh, that is it for our comic news. I don't think there's anything else in clickbait or anything like that. So I'm going to wrap up the show with our last ad for the night. The last ad for the night is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. And then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. Follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at timdogg98 and at cbcron. Agent 70 is at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Rowdy Cat is at Rowdy Cat and at News Nerds Need. 
And Doug is at PCN underscore dirt and go to popculturenetwork.com. And with that, we'll be back next week for more Comic Book Chronicles goodness. We are the Comic Book Chronicles and we are signing off. Tag team, here it comes. Gotta wait for this to play. Oh, we're gonna get cut off. Oh, stupid YouTube. What a rush! Gotta play a tag team theme coming out. I was just asking if you were gonna play.